Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus from Los Angeles, and today we are going to talk about some amazing movies. But first, let's start with a joke. Where do cows go for entertainment? The movies. Wow, I'm sure you all laughed so hard at that joke. But even if you didn't, we're going to talk about some amazing movies right now. We're going to be talking about Tolkien. We're going to be talking about The Hustle, Monkey and Trunk, Meet the Jungle Crew, and Biggest Little Farm. Right now, we're going to be talking to Rowan, who's from New York City and is 14. And we're going to be talking with Callista, who's from Los Angeles and is 15. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you for having us. Sure. So, Rowan, could you do us a favor and tell us a little bit about Tolkien? Um, well, Tolkien is like a biofilm about the life of J.R. Tolkien. It's pronounced Tolkien, who wrote the Lord of the Rings novels. And it also incorporates lots of the fantasy elements of the things that he wrote about. Have you read his novels before? I read some of them. Not so- all of them. So, like, what was it like watching this movie, knowing that you've read those books? Like, did it help to understand the film? Was it, like, how did they compare? Um, well, it's definitely great as a standalone film, but there are lots of points that, like, refer back and make sense as that was definitely the inspiration to a certain part of the book. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I can totally see that. And, Callista, what did you think about the film? I thought it was pretty enjoyable. This, uh, even though I usually don't really like biopics, and also I haven't read a Tolkien book. Yeah, I honestly I haven't read one either, but it sounds really interesting. And I was like looking about this film online, and it does seem very, very intriguing. You know, and you are talking about this film, and I definitely want to see it. So I guess I'll have to. So Rowan, what would you say was your favorite character in this film? I think my favorite character was probably Tolkien himself because a lot of it is focused on his story and not, and some characters really don't get developed that much because it's mainly told from his perspective. So people who don't doesn't really know don't really get developed because we only met them like once or twice. Right. So do you wish that they developed the characters a little more? Well, I feel like it. Actually, it does definitely make sense for like the way the film's formatted. I feel like while some of these characters would definitely be interesting developed, it definitely makes sense not to. True, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I've seen some films where some characters aren't as developed, and even though they might not have been as developed, the film is so great overall. And Callista, could you tell us a little bit about Tolkien's story? Because like for people like me who haven't seen it, I think it would be like, really interesting to give like a little background about it so if you could tell us a little bit about that without giving any spoilers away of course okay so most of the movie takes place during his high school years and a lot of the movie is centered around his friendship with three other boys in his school uh the formation of their club the tcbs which is a t club And also his relationship with Edith Bratt, who he would later fall in love with. And that's basically a lot of the movie. Oh, that's great. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like 
Very interesting. Yeah, high school. Wow. I remember when I was in high school. Good times. Now, um, Rowan and Calista, you guys are both in high school, right? Yes. So, Rowan, being a high schooler, you know, was it easy to relate to this film? Because, you know, being in high school, like, so many things go on in high school. Like, wow, I can't even believe it. Well, they definitely do a good job of portraying, like, the childhood eras of his life. And they definitely, it's, like, very relatable most of his early years. And then it, you, it starts to really develop how he was definitely special. Right, right. Yeah, wow, this film just sounds really great. I mean, I definitely, like, can't wait to check it out because you guys are both talking about it, and it's just... It just sounds so interesting. I always love hosting this show because, you know, it's always great to hear about all these films that I haven't seen because I haven't been to the movies lately, but I definitely need to check it out. You're listening to Kids vs. Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about Tolkien, The Hustle, Monkey and Trunk, Meet the Jungle Crew, and Biggest Little Farm. Right now, I'm talking to Rowan and Callista about Tolkien. So Rowan was just telling us how this film is developed through Tolkien's life and his story and... How even though the characters aren't really that developed, the film is still put together in a great way and it is worth seeing. So, Callista, what would you say is your favorite scene in this film? I think there's quite a few scenes that I really liked, especially as someone who is writing my own stories. Um, a lot of the scenes involving Tolkien's ideas and his made-up languages are really good. I think a standout for me would be uh, the scene where him and his girlfriend, Edith Bratt, are in a fancy restaurant, and they're talking about little mythological stories that Tolkien has developed. And, and this is also a really good scene of chemistry between the two. I think they have a really good relationship, and this scene demonstrates that very well. Yeah, I always love watching movies, especially like when there is great chemistry between the characters, because it really does make the film more interesting and more relatable especially like relationships with your friends and your family or a boyfriend or girlfriend like there's relationships everywhere and I think that that's the best part of movies sometimes is when you see these characters really get along well now Rowan since you have read some of the books what were your expectations going into seeing this film were you very excited were you kind of on the fence like were you did you really not have a preference because you knew some of the his background what was it like well I only really knew I was going to see this film like this day after I got told about like, but yeah, I was kind of like, ooh, this is going to be interesting, but I didn't have any time to do any like reset beforehand, so I didn't really know what to expect. I like sort of knew it was a biopic of his life, but that's it. <laughs> I didn't even seem like, I seen like one failure on the TV at some point. That's it. Wow, so Callista, Rome was just talking about how he didn't know what to expect. Was there any moment in the film where you didn't know what to expect, where you watched it and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe I just saw that? I can think of a few, but they're like very spoiler ish. They're like events that have to have occurred to get there, which are definitely spoilers. Right, okay, well, we definitely don't want any spoilers, so that's definitely, we want to stay away from that, because spoilers are, even though they're fun, they're not fun to everybody, just because, you know, we are film critics, and we do like to 
see the films and not have them spoiled. So, Callista, could you tell us, like, any moments in the film where you were just really excited and you were like, wow, I'm, I'm so excited to see this, and something in the film that you could really relate to? I think one thing that... I feel like one scene that I could relate to was... I'm not going to give any spoilers because the scene is kind of spoilery, but there's a scene where he's, like, imagining the world around him as, like, this magical and fantasy battlefield which I kind of relate to in terms of how I imagine scenes for my stories so wait you write your own stories uh yes I do oh that's so interesting okay yeah you did mention that like a few minutes ago and I wasn't sure if you were talking about you writing your own stories or if that was about the film but wow that's so interesting so I'm sure this was like really fun to watch then because that is what you're watching about right yeah that's how I would describe it so as a story writer yourself like did you see any similarities between the things that you write and the things that happened in Tolkien or do you say more like differences like not I know the content might not be the same but like the writing style kind of because I feel like a lot of the scenes where he talks about his worlds and his ideas, I felt it was similar to how I tell people about my stories and how I imagine scenes from all of them. Because, like, the way he sort of imagined, like, this magical battlefield going on, that kind of that felt very similar to how I try to imagine how scenes would play out. Right. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I don't write my own stories, but I would love to hear some of yours one day. Wow. So that's super cool. And um, Rowan, could you tell us the age and the star rating for this film? Yeah. I'll give it a five out of five stars. Probably one of my favorite films so far. I like biopics. Really good. And I'll recommend for ages 11 to 18 because some of the World War II scenes are quite violent. Okay. Yeah, I totally couldn't agree with you more. And um, would you say that there were, what were like the morals or messages of this film that viewers could relate to? And I think the main message was to continue trying to overcome obstacles in order to accomplish what, to, over, to accomplish your goal. But also there's a lot about how you need to find out what your goal is because all the movie was talking trying to figure out what he actually wanted and not noticing what he actually wanted at the time right okay yeah I agree with that like sometimes as like even just people in general like they don't really know what they want but as like life goes on you tend to figure that out so I think that that's really cool well thank you so much Rowan and Callista for talking about Tolkien thanks for having us Sure, so we're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from Los Angeles, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm samantha marcus from los angeles and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about tolkien and next we'll be talking with our host benjamin who's from dc and is 12 about biggest little farm welcome to the show benjamin even though you've already been on it <laughs> thank you Sure. So we're super excited to have you talking about Biggest Little Farm. Um, I was reading a little bit about it, but I want you to tell me yourself what this film is about. Um, so this film follows two, a couple, a documentary filmmaker and like a nutri- nutritionist, like food specialist type of person. And they decide um, to move out to a farm and run it themselves and sell the produce and sort of just kind of start over a little bit and um, experiment and try out nature. Uh, so they go with their dog and uh, they don't, <laughs> at the time, they don't really know what they're getting to, but they face challenges from nature and the elements um, and they find a way to get through it. Wow, that actually sounds really nice. I want to see this film. Wow, you explained it really well. And Benjamin, my question for you is, what would you say your favorite character is in this film? Well, they have a dog who I really like. Yeah, he, I mean, come on. He's a pet in a movie. It's kind of hard not to like him. Um, and there's also a really nice relationship between a pig and a rooster that I thought was really heartwarming. But um, the dog, Todd, is by far my favorite character. He steals almost every scene he's in. What kind of dog is he? Um... I'm not particularly sure, but uh, he's sort of the reason they decide to go to um, – he influences the reason they decide to move out and start a farm. Wow, I've always wanted to be on a farm. I think that would be really cool, but it sounds like a lot of work. And definitely, you know, managing all of those animals, but it sounds like a really fun job. So maybe one day we'll 
own a farm. Like, everyone will own one. So maybe that would be cool. <laughs> um, probably not, though. If you don't live by a farm like me, I do not live in the rural areas. But, you know, maybe I can just have some animals of my own and we'll call it a farm. I already have one dog and that seems like a farm to me. So <laughs> that's a lot. But um, that's great. And with these... You know, with Todd the dog, I'm sure Todd the dog had to steal the show, at least in some of the scenes. So what was your favorite scene? Oh, that's difficult. Um, I can't I can't really put my finger down on one. I just I really enjoyed the whole movie overall. Wow. OK, that's fair. And oh, actually, uh, wait, wait, wait there. I remember now. Um, I thought there was a really cool thing they do with the presentation where they're sort of trying to illustrate their plan on what they're going to do with the farm. Um, and they use like an animation style that I thought was really interesting and sort of um, made it pop a little bit. Because, you know, normally the documentary format is like someone sitting down in a chair. You see their name and they talk for five minutes. But I thought it sort of pasted out a little bit in terms of um, the visual aspects of the film. That sounds really intriguing. Yeah, everyone loves things that pop, except maybe you might not like balloons, but you like popcorn, because who doesn't love popcorn at the theater? So, yes, it's good to have things pop in a movie, and it's also good to have things just catch your attention. So that's what movies do, and it seems like this one did just that. So when you found out you were going to see this film, were you like, oh my gosh, it's a film about animals, I can't wait. Or were you like, you know, I'm on the fence about this film. Like, I don't know. What was what were your emotions like? Um, I saw this film in, last October at um, the Middleburg Film Festival here in Virginia. Um, and it was one of those where it was like, wasn't coming out until April of the next year. So I didn't really have a lot of research. I was like, this is a movie about animals in a farm. I'm sure it will be good. Um, so yeah, I guess there's an element of that, but I really went in kind of blind, and, um, I remember, uh, being really surprised how great it was, um, and I knew once I got out of that movie that people were really gonna love it. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love animals and farms and a dog named Todd, you know? I've never heard of a dog named Todd, but this is the first, and I have to say that it already catches my attention, and you're saying it's a really good film, so... Everyone who's listening, go check it out for Todd the Dog and everything else because it is a really great film. So, even though we're all not farm owners, do you find that there was a part of the film that you could really relate to because there are about animals? You know, like, do you have any pets of your own? I do not. (laughs) But I guess I could sort of relate to the idea of um, just sort of persevering through the difficult stuff. You know, um, I thought that element was really inspiring, how the, these two people learned to sort of coexist with the elements um, and not necessarily fight against it, just learn to survive um, amongst the element, the, uh, the, the mother nature. You couldn't have said it any better, Yep, That's totally true. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Tolkien, The Hustle, Monkey and Chunk Meet the Jungle Crew, and Biggest Little Farm. Right now we're talking to Benjamin about Biggest Little Farm, and he was just telling us about he related to the film through getting through difficult times, and, you know, everyone goes through difficult stuff. I mean, every single day there's, it seems like there's always something to worry about, but there's also 
a thousand reasons to smile. So I'm sure that this movie will make you smile too. If you're feeling down, get some popcorn, go with your friends. And if you don't have any friends, make some and go to the movies. So that sounds really cool. So do you think that they're going to make another movie, Benjamin? Or do you think that this film really covered everything? Um, I think this is pretty conclusive. Um, I think this is just sort of an eight-year span of uh, these people's lives. Um, another element I really like is the, the one of the documentary subjects, um, John Chester. He's actually a filmmaker, so I thought maybe mix, mixing his own experiences um, with the, his main profession, I thought that was cool. Um, but actually, uh, by the end of the film, you learn that you can actually go to the farm. So there doesn't need to be a sequel. You can go see it for yourself. Where? In Virginia? Um, in Ca- Moore Park, California. Oh my gosh, that's like 30 minutes from me. I am totally going. We should all go to the farm and see these animals. Did you get to go? Uh, I have not gone, but I, I certainly, this movie is making me want to. Do you know what the name of the farm is by any chance? Um, sure. Apricot Lane Farms. Okay. Are you listening? Wow. Okay. So definitely go check out this farm. I've only been to Underwood Family Farms, but who doesn't love a good farm and a good movie? So definitely going to do that. And as far as how the ending goes, we don't want any spoilers on this show, but we do want to know how the ending was for you. Like, did it... You know, I feel like the ending in a lot of films, especially like Avengers Endgame, which that one we were just talking about last week on the show, like these endings of these movies, they keep getting more creative. So how was the ending for you? Um, the ending of this film, it's uh, it's exciting. You know, they got through it. They got to their goal. Um, it took work, but, um, you know, they're finally, uh, by the end of the film, they just sort of accept like, yeah, this is difficult, but it's still so worth it. Um, and so, yeah, I just thought the ending was really sweet and such a nice uh, way to close out the film. Yeah, I mean, everything in life, no matter what you go through, you know, it's not going to, life isn't always going to be easy. It's like a roller coaster. It has many ups and downs, but at the end, you know, you make it through and we can become stronger. And these people who own this farm, like, they follow their dreams, they listen to Todd the dog, and they ended up doing what they wanted to do. And it's most important is to be happy, watch movies, eat popcorn, and love life, even though life, if you don't love life, life won't love you. So love life so it will love you back. And Benjamin, so let's say there's somebody who comes up to you and says, Benjamin, I really don't want to see this film. And you're like, well, you should see this film. What would you tell them? Uh, I think it's a beautiful story about two people learning to uh, deal with conflict and getting through it and um, making the best out of it. And I think if you love animals or just beautiful shots of nature, um, I highly recommend this film. I think really anybody could enjoy it. Yep, take your parents. You know, parents are always good. They always crack jokes in the film. Or they could always be those people who ask what's going on. That's me. I always ask what's going on in, like, all films. Because these films are so interesting. But sometimes, like, I always want to know what's going on, too. Like, sometimes they say jokes and I don't catch them. You know, you always got to be on your feet in these movies. So, um, Benjamin, what would you say is the age rating and the star rating for this film? Um, I'm going to give this film an age rating of... 
6 to 18. Um, 6 to 18 because there is just some darker elements that come with um, the whole nature angle um, that I think maybe younger audiences may be a little uh, scared by. But other than that, I think really lots of people are going to love this movie, and I highly recommend you check it out. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Benjamin, for talking about The Biggest Little Farm. It really sounds like it is very enjoyable. Thank you for having me. Sure. We're going to take a quick break. I'm your host, Samantha Marcus, from Los Angeles, and today you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugel Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about Tolkien and Biggest Little Farm, and next we'll be talking with Sahiba and Jolene about Monkey and Trunk Meet the Jungle Crew. So, Sahiba, what did you think of this animated series? I loved it. I thought it was the cutest thing ever, and um, I really enjoyed it. The main characters, um, their overall um, character, it was they were really well developed, and um, just very overall, very sweet vibe from the show. Just made me want to keep watching it. Jolene, what is Monkey and Trunk about? Um, it's about a monkey who is a monkey and Trunk who is an elephant and they're best friends and the episodes just follow them along on their adventures throughout the forest and sometimes um, sometimes they are faced with problems like um, for example this one time they had to take care of some ostrich eggs and um, 
the episodes are really interesting because it shows how monkey and trunk interact and the way they interact is very I'd say interesting because it's kind of like they're siblings and they know what the other one's going to do. So they help each other out a lot in the episodes. Saba, who's your favorite character in this series? Oh, that's such a hard one. But um, I would have to say Hump. And he's not a main character. Um, he's actually a hedgehog. And he's sort of like the grumpy old man of the forest. And he doesn't come in too many episodes either. But when he does, he always makes me laugh. Because he, um, he also always is angry at Monkey and Chuck because sometimes their playfulness gets a little out of hand and bothers um, Hump and it's really adorable how he reacts to them and um, there is no dialogue in this film so even though there is no dialogue you have a really clear sense of who the characters are and um, Hump is just yeah he's adorable in his own ways. Jolene what's your favorite episode out of this collection? Um, I'd say my favorite episode would be the one where I said they tried to take care of the ostrich eggs because um, it was really funny seeing them chase around the eggs and the eggs were like rolling everywhere and they had to um, jump jump all over the forest on mushrooms and stuff like that. And um, at times, Trunk would throw Monkey around to be able to catch the eggs, but it didn't work out that well, and it was really funny to see them try. Um, Saba, did you like the animation in this series, and what did you like about it? Um, I did like it, but um, there was actually a little problem that I had with it. I felt that at times the background, it um, seemed very separate from what was going on in that scene. Um, like for example, there's one scene that bothered me in particular where Monkey, he was running through um, a tall grass prairie and the grass, it was really, really bright. So it sort of blended in with um, Monkey's colors and the brown of his um, fur. But um, other than that, I really enjoyed it. It was not um, very usual animation, um, but it was really... Uh, well done and it was cute overall all right well that sounds great um so jolene did you like the voice act or never mind there's no dialogue <laughs> um what lessons do you think people can draw from the this television series um i think it's this um series is mainly for children so it's a lot of like little um Small little lessons like um, teamwork, friendship, and like um, not giving up. So I think when kids watch this, they'll be inspired by Monkey and Trunk because in the end, they always work together through all the problems. And in the end, they're always happy. Um, Jolene, who is your favorite character in this TV series? Um, that's hard to choose, it's hard to choose, but I would have to say probably Trunk, because she is very, she's determined 
um, even though she's um, she's she's big, she's an elephant. She still has this dream to swing on the vines, just like Monkey. And of course, it doesn't really work out, but eventually, she finds her own way to do it, and she succeeds. And I think she's just a really inspiring character because she works so hard. And even though it seems impossible, she did it. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we're talking about. Biggest Little Farm, Tolkien, The Hustle, and right now I'm talking to Jolene and Sahaba about Monkey and Trunk, Meet the Jungle Crew. So, Sahaba, what do you think little kids will like about this series? Um, I think that they will like that there is no dialogue, and it's unusual, but um, the reason I think they would like it is because it's more realistic, and you can be any age with watching this. You don't have to understand anything. Um, just watching what they're doing, you have to get this connection to them, um, and I really like that also because in series that I feel are have animals and are talking, you know that um, it can't happen in the real world. There are no talking animals. But in this series, since there's no dialogue and no talking animals, I it sort of makes you wonder maybe this is how they actually interact. And I think kids would really like that. It would help them expand their imagination um, to imagining how the forest animals interact and play with each other. So, Jolene, um, are you excited to watch more of this series? Um, yeah, I think it would be very interesting to see how many more stories they come up with. And like Sahiba said, um, even though there's no dialogue, you can still understand them. So I think it's, I think it would be interesting to see them try to make how try to portray more complex emotions without dialogue. Saba, do you have any real flaw uh, any other major flaws with this series overall? No, I have absolutely no other flaws. Just that one little part in the animation. Um, but I also wanted to add, I remembered after you asked me, but in the animation, one of my favorite things about it was um, the cinematography of it because it, at certain points it would change perspective and it sort of added to the excitement of the moment. And I really enjoyed how they would often put perspectives and have the camera angle coming from a totally different way and it um, just kept me really engaged. Shalene, do you have any major flaws with the series? Um, no, just some, yeah, like Sahiba said, some minor animation problems. But I loved all of it. I loved the plot line and I loved the, the way they use, they were able to not use dialogue and still get their point across. Um, what age rating would you both give this series? I would give it for the ages of nine or actually... From six to all the way to nine. And Sahaba, what age rating would you give this series? Oh, I actually gave it uh, ages zero to 12 because I think um, even really small kids and babies would really uh, be able to understand what's going on. And even though I cut it off at 12, um, I really enjoyed it. And I'm 17. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think anyone could just find happiness watching this series. Um, and Saba, what lessons, uh, what lessons did you get from 
Monkey and Trunk meet the Jungle Crew. Well, I definitely got the message of friendship, um, how friendship can lift you up in difficult times and really bring the best out of you. There was one episode in which Monkey was a little sad because he didn't have something Trunk did. But um, towards the end of the series, we realize how um, Monkey is special in his own way. And it's really okay if he doesn't have this thing that Trunk has and vice versa. So they did a really good job of um, getting that message across that you are special, you are unique um, through friendship. And yeah, it was really lovely. Well, that sounds very sweet. Jolene, what star rating would you give this TV series? I would give this TV series five out of five stars. It was great, and I think a lot of kids would enjoy watching it. Well, thank you both for talking with me today. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you. Let's take a break. I'm Benjamin, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Flugels Season 1, Volume 1. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel Shh, turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey welcome back i'm benjamin and you're listening to kids first coming attractions we've been talking about tolkien biggest little farm and monkey and trunk meet the jungle crew and next we'll be talking with abraham about the hustle so let's start the interview so abraham what did you think of the hustle this movie was an extremely mixed bag for me. On one hand, it was very, very entertaining for like the first 30 minutes, but then all the jokes just got super stale, and it became an extremely, extremely boring movie towards the second and third act. Okay. Um, <laughs> what is this movie about? It's about two con artists, the main character named Penny, 
who is a catfisher and catfishes men and takes their money. She suddenly she ends up in the same city as Anne Hathaway's character, whose name is Josephine, who is a world class con artist who has made twenty eight million dollars, I believe, it's said in the movie. And she is afraid that Penny will take over the market in her town and tries to dissuade her from conning in her town. And when Penny is it's not wanting to leave her town, she trains her in her ways to be a perfect con artist, but doesn't pay her for any of her works. And she gets mad and decides to leave. But at the last moment, she doesn't leave and proposes a turf war. And that's the entire and that's the entire beginning. Like, that's the entire setup. Well, that sounds like a fun. Um, so this movie is led by Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Uh, what are the performances like in this film? Um, Anne Hathaway's is fine. It's nothing special, I would say. It's very... It's it's a well-made character, I guess. But it's it's not as great as some of her other works. But, but Rebel Wilson's character is... It's aesthetic as all of her characters are, and is extremely entertaining to watch. Um, do you think Re- Wilson and Hathaway have good chemistry in this film? Generally, yes, but so- at times it gets a bit awkward and doesn't make too much sense necessarily. Um, so you talked a little bit in the beginning about what you thought of the humor, um, but more broadly, did you like the humor in this film and why? Um... At first, it was entertaining just because it was so random. But as it got further into the movie, it just got old. Um, but yes, generally, that humor is funny if it's placed correctly. But in films where they just saturate it in the first 30 minutes, it's not funny. So yes, but no, at this ex- to this extent. Um, so this is a remake of Dirty, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, do you think this remake was warranted? And did the gender-swapped angle add any uh, new aspects to the story? Um, I don't think this was necessary, I guess. I don't think this move, this film was necessary. And the gender-swaps, the gender-swapped angle added just a feminine twist, which wasn't enough to redeem itself, I feel. Um, did you have a favorite character in this film? Yes, actually I did. The character who plays billionaire kid, who's basically just this world's Mark Zuckerberg, I would say. He he, he was played extremely well in this film. I think he was um, the most entertaining character to watch and one of the redeeming factors of this film. Um, what is your favorite set piece in this film, comedic or otherwise? Uh, my favorite set piece in this film is... Probably Josephine's Mansion, because it has everything one a con artist slash billionaire would have. Exotic animals, old art pieces and statues, and stuff like that. It's actually a pretty good set piece, I would say. Um, who do you think is going to enjoy this movie the most? People that want to see a comedy. It's a lot like Get Smart. Get Smart is an extremely entertaining movie that I liked with Anne Hathaway as well. And fans of Get Get Smart will enjoy and will probably enjoy this film. Um, what did you think about the pacing? And did the film ever seem to run out of gags at a certain point? Um, I thought the pacing was a bit too fast for itself. 
and that's why the jokes just ran stale 30 minutes into the film because it used all of its good ones and then sure had a few laughs throughout the film after that point but it was nothing like the first half i mean the first like third of the movie you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we're talking about tolkien biggest little farm Monkey and Trunk Meet the Jungle Crew, and right now I'm talking to Abraham about the new film, The Hustle. So, let's continue the interview. Um, are there any lessons that pe- you think people could draw from this film? Um, the only one I can necessarily I could find is that even though you are conning men that are evil, that doesn't make all men evil, and you have to give everyone a chance before you do it, if you, before you con them, I guess. And that is the general overlying message of this film. Um, in terms of production, was there anything about the production design, costume design, uh, direction, and cinematography that um, you enjoyed? Um, not necessarily. This film was pretty much a, a miss for me, I guess. And... I mean, it was entertaining to look at some set pieces, but generally it just went by way too quickly and you couldn't really linger on anything. Um, with this film being based on uh, another movie, um, did this film at all make you interested in watching the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Not necessarily. Um, my experience with this film just made me be skeptical, skeptical of the other film and... Um, and the other film does have Michael Caine, who's in a lot of great movies, so I might watch that before him, I mean, for him, and that was the same thing with this, um, Anne Hathaway's an amazing actress, and I thought she would be able to pull this off, but I am doubtful of that. Um, do you think there are any characters who could have been, uh, better developed or explored in this film? Yes, um, the main character, Penny didn't have backstory whatsoever on her conning neither did Anne Hathaway's character and I just felt like oh we're con artists so we're doing that now I guess and didn't really make much sense and I would have liked just a little bit of a backstory to both of them um what things about this film uh that if fixed would have made you enjoy it more the backstory for sure if the gags were not all just rude crude and like raunchy jokes it would have made it much more entertaining if they actually had jokes that would land and made sense in those parts and were just spontaneous and made up on the scene like that then i would have liked it much more probably and it would have landed better with me um well comedy move comedies are all about the gags but was there anything um in terms of emotions or drama uh that you thought was well executed in the film? Not really. There wasn't much of that throughout the film, so not necessarily, I guess. Um, I'm curious. What was your least favorite uh, comedic set piece in the film? Um, probably... Probably the beginning is the least like my least favorite but that doesn't make it any it doesn't make it bad or necessarily it's actually a pretty good scene in my opinion it's just the bar is so stereotypical for a con artist it just didn't make it seem 
it didn't make it seem written with ta- uh, with a uh, with that intention. It just made it seem, oh, here's what people use. Let's just use it again. I feel, and it didn't really like that's like that set piece necessarily. Um, we would you, uh, what about the con artist element appealed to you in this film? It it wasn't. I don't think that's touched on. There's so many heist movies and there's so many movies like that. Fast and Furious, Ocean's 11, Ocean's 12, the Ocean series, I guess, in general. And there's so many heist films, but there aren't enough con films, I guess, if to put it that way. And there aren't many films like that. And I guess this was an interesting idea, or not idea, but interesting remake. And that's what made it redeeming in a certain aspect, I guess. Um... What age rating would you give this film? Um, I give this film a rating of 14 to 18, but you know, adults will probably enjoy as well if they like this kind of thing. Because of crude sexual content and the jokes are just pretty risque, and I don't think it would be that appropriate for kids. Um, what star rating would you give this film, and uh, would you recommend that you see this film in theaters? Um, I would give this film two, two and a half out of two and a half stars out of five, and you can see it in theaters, I guess. But this is more of a stream it slash rainy movie day, I guess, film for me. Well, thank you for, um, for letting me interview you. Uh, I guess go check out the hustle in theaters now, or don't. Um, Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First Film Critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of Huffington Post, and check out our YouTube channel. You can get there easily from our homepage at kidsfirst.org. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Flugels Season 1, Volume 1. I'm Benjamin. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week. 